Hey, listening friends, I'm your host and coach, Laura Malone. As an entrepreneur and leader, wife and mom, teacher and creator, I am showing up to share possibility with you and help you find vision and wisdom because you deserve to be equipped and released as the hero of your own story. Coaching really does help you change your life. And if you want to know how to guide yourself and others well, I created this podcast just for you. It's a place where you can grab tools, teachings, and ideas for both personal and spiritual growth, as well as entrepreneurship and coaching, if that's your thing. So as you listen in, I pray I can help you create a legacy of impact and really start writing the story of a life you love living. Now let's jump into today's episode. Okay, today is one of those episodes that I'm really excited to do because it's something that I see happen so much. And I have been kind of working on this for a while. I've been uh, thinking about it, researching, and asking the Lord how to best present this information to you in a way that is a kind of a needle moving blessing, right? I want you to catch this. I want you to get it. And I want you to know what to do with the information. Um, I love when I get something that I feel like is such a key, such key information for us to know that we can do something so massive with the information that we get really transformative results because of what we now know, right? I want it to be revelation. So um, basically, it's all about procrastination. And I know that you procrastinate sometimes. Some of you procrastinate a lot. And I'm going to tell you why, <laughs> which is odd. I don't know. Like, I wish somebody had told me why <laughs> a long time ago. It told me what to do about it. So basically, procrastination is just the act of delaying or postponing something. That's it. But I think when we cycle through shame and condemnation inside because we're like, I'm such a procrastinator, and we use it as this thing against us, we, we work against ourselves, we speak down to ourselves uh, because we say like, it's such a negative, bad thing without recognizing what it actually is so that we can help ourselves, right? And while you think procrastination is not doing something, it's actually doing something. But the thing you're doing is called delay. You're intentionally delaying. That's the, that's the thing you're doing. You're delaying. You're postponing rather than doing these, this other thing, whatever this other thing is that you think is the action you're supposed to be taking. Instead, you're trading it out for something called delay or postpone. And usually there's a time frame involved, like some kind of deadline, whether it's real or perceived or self-imposed. And you're eventually probably going to need to do the thing, but instead of just doing it, you're doing something different. You're spending energy, both, well, well, physical and mental and emotional energy, delaying. In the pearl practice, this is the A path, right? The action path that you take inside of the pearl practice of paradigm, emotion, action, result, legacy, the action path is that you are taking is delay. And why you are procrastinating and delaying, postponing, 
putting it off is because this thing that you're not doing is causing you stress. Procrastination is simply a stress response. You've heard of fight, flight, or freeze. Those, the three stress responses. Well, instead of fighting or fleeing, procrastination is freezing. It's your brain signaling to your nervous system. Something is stressful and you need to protect yourself from it. So if you think of a deer in headlights, it freezes. It's a stress response from suddenly there's this 2,000 pound piece of metal barreling towards me and the deer's brain says, stop. (laughs) And it procrastinates in doing the very thing that could save itself, which is to keep running. Go, I say. (laughs) But no, its brain says, stay. Wait to see what happens next. And then crash, right? So the deer could have used its energy to take action and keep running, but the brain said, stop, protect yourself. (laughs) And then there's consequences. Think of how many times can you see that playing out in your life where the procrastination, the stop, the delay actually caused worse consequences, but you didn't realize that it was your brain trying to protect you from perceived stress or real stress. So when you do something that you've been holding back from doing, you've been procrastinating on, after you do it, you actually have more time on your hands. Because what if you can do it and it brings you freedom after doing that thing? Because you pu- you pushed past that stress response. Now that you know, that's all it is, is a stress response. It's your brain going, hold on, don't, t- don't do anything yet. Like, let's protect ourselves because if we keep going, if we take action over there, who knows what's going to happen. So until you do the thing, you don't realize how much time and energy and results and goodness it's robbing from you to stay frozen. When you procrastinate, you also might do other things to fill that time, you know, maybe like clean in the toilet. (laughs) Not such a bad thing, but... It is if it doesn't get you the concept, the, the results you want. Or maybe you go grab some sugar or social media for a dopamine hit, right? So basically, sometimes we buffer when we procrastinate, meaning we're looking to external things to use to gratify ourselves in delaying the thing. And then we use those external things to buffer our emotions, which are really misguided, misregulated around this one thing that we are postponing. So procrastination is our brain's coping mechanism. It's using when we feel stress about anything. It's it's simply just a stress response. So what you need to do is pay attention and figure out what is the root of your stress. Then you'll actually be able to see why you're procrastinating. So let's talk about some ways to handle procrastination. First, Now that you realize it's simply a way to cope with stress and the freeze response to it, you can see that what's happening in your brain is it's trying to protect you. If you feel fear about doing something, your brain is going to try to protect you through denial, delay, and demotion. Demotion meaning it's going to give it less importance than it really needs to have so that you can like ignore it, right? Because you've demoted it in, in your mind. If you have something hard to do in front of you, 
something you don't know how to do, something you think you'll fail at, you're worried about, something that is completely new to you. Your brain is going to work harder to protect you because of the stress that those things uh, introduce, right? So for example, if you want to start a business, a lot of my clients, they are coaches who want to start a business, but that's scary to think about. You know, even if you've wanted it for a long time and you've dreamed about it, you wish you could quit your stinky job and people may maybe even encourage you to do it, but you can't stop putting it off. <laughs> like, was that, a, was that a triple negative? Can't stop putting it off, right? Allow yourself the permission to accept that starting a business, it's just a process. And it's going to require a lot of imperfect action, meaning you're going to have to do things without doing them perfectly right the first time around. It means learning, and learning means growing, and growing can be painful. That's growing pains are. So your brain already knows this and wants to protect you from that said pain. So it keeps you in procrastination mode to put off what your soul longs to do. And maybe even the spirit within you is pointing that way, but your brain says, nope. That's scary, that's hard, and I don't want to, and you can't make me, right? (laughs) But done is better than perfect all every time. And the sooner you accept this, the sooner you're actually going to get things done and then learn from them and be able to make them better as you move through the process. Nothing is perfect from the get-go except Jesus, okay? He was perfect from the beginning because he's God. God is perfect. Always was, always will be. When God created the world and us, He said, it is good. That's what he called perfect. God is perfect. But in our humanity, like in process is what is perfect. Like we're perfectly on our way, right? We're in process. Think of it this way. If you never get into the process with imperfect action, you'll never have a chance at perfection in a result. Because if you simply sit and do nothing, out of fear of imperfection, you won't have a chance at perfection in results because you're never going to have like a rough draft to work on so that you have a final draft. Final drafts are final because they are the end of a process. They are not final because that was the first thing you created. So you will have, you'll have nothing instead of something. Nothing instead of anything, anything. (laughs) And that's not going to help you reach the stars or fulfill your dreams or walk in your calling. So procrastination keeps you from operating in faith. It keeps you from inviting Jesus into the journey. It keeps you from needing him, which is really a farce. Like that's not real anyway. You need him whether you know it or not. Procrastination keeps you from the journey itself. And without the journey, you keep yourself safe, but unsatisfied, unfulfilled, And safe means the self is protecting you. Faith means God protects you. And I say that the safest place to be is where God places you. And he does not always cocoon you and shelter you physically so that you never have to experience any hardship or trial or pressure. He says, I'll be with you. He said, oh, and I I sent a comforter. Peace be with you. Like in the middle of the trial and the pressure, I am with you. If he did keep you from trial and pressure, you're never going to build the muscle, physically, mental, emotional, and spiritual muscles 
to be able to handle what's coming your way and his good plans to give you a hope and a future. Let's throw some Jeremiah 29, 11 in there, right? Second, consider what it'll feel like to just do the thing and get it behind you. And consider what it will feel like to keep delaying it and let it hover over your head, robbing your life of precious energy. Does one sound better than the other? <laughs> like, ask yourself, how can doing this thing make me feel better instead of worse? So let's say, not that I know anything about this, let's say the thing you need to do is call the insurance company and add a teenage driver to the car insurance line. And you're putting it off because you know your monthly payment's going to go up like $4,000, but it's been on your list of to-dos for a very long time. And it's on your calendar because you do the dove hour, like my time management process. <laughs> you do your dove hour, right? And you put it, you're like, does this belong in little things or middle things? And you're like, oh, might as well go ahead and put it in middle things because it might take me, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to have this conversation, get all the information, et cetera. But you keep moving it around from one time slot on the calendar to another because you're like, keep pushing it because you're procrastinating. Well, consider what's it going to feel like? What what do you feel like when you hang up the phone after you've made the call? You got it over with. You got all the numbers. You know what you're facing. You know how much the bill's going to be next month. And then you move on with your day. Just being able to accept reality. It feels good to think about having all that energy that you've been expending back in your pocket. But maybe good feeling isn't really what's going to motivate you. So then you can think about what's going to feel like when your teenager is driving your car and rear in somebody, but is not fully covered by your insurance. That is going to be a bad feeling. <laughs> You're not going to like that. So which one are you more likely to be motivated by? The good feeling of having all that energy back or the bad feeling of like worse expenses, like much more terrible bills than just the monthly payment going up? Both could do it. You just have to figure out which one are you personally moved by. Third, break down this massive, dark, looming cloud your mind has developed about this one thing that you're intentionally delaying. And break that big stormy, like, um, cumulonimbus cloud into lines of stratus cloud, and then break those into little puffy cirro cumulus clouds, and then assign a task to each one of those cute little cotton balls, right? So if you're really excited about doing something, but the enormity of it will of what it's going to take from you, what it's going to, what it's going to need from you to do it causes you stress that makes you freeze when you think of how many scary things are involved in making it happen, then you're going to have to break it down into less scary cotton balls that look doable and less threatening, right? You have to reduce the stress, figure out what the stress is, and then find ways to reduce it. So choose something that is a baby step towards the big thing that you can do in just under 10 minutes, right? Like what can you do right now? I would say the first thing you should do that you can do right now is write out a broken down plan of how to take all the baby steps that you need to take to get it done. <laughs> so in coaching sessions and in the greenhouse course, I use a call called um, a tool. I don't know what just happened to my language ability, something triggered in that, like the executive functioning and all my words went upside down. Um, 
I have lots of brain work lately. <laughs> 12 hours on the computer yesterday and I'm like, blah, 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 blah. I can't even talk. Everything is upside down backwards. But it's an upside down kingdom. So here I am. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, where are we? We're talking about a tool called Stacking Stones. And then I break, like basically like create this mountain, like a pyramid, right? We look at this mountain and we break the mountain into rows of stones that we pull away from the mountain so that we can stack them back up to rebuild the mountain, right? So you can think of the rows of stones as like projects and then the individual stones as the tasks or steps like required to complete the project. And then each row of projects creates like at the top, you know, essentially the mountain. Well, a task is something you can do right now, but you have to have clarity about what the task is that you need to get done. If you identify an entire project, like a whole row of stones, and think that is one task, you're going to feel overwhelmed by it because it's really too much to get done in just one step. So we look at the mountain as the end result. Then we make a plan with the end in mind, and we do something like this to reduce the stress and the stress response that keeping you in procrastination. So for example, if you need to create a coaching offer for your business, but you just don't know where to start, right? Well, we would lay out the mountain in front of you as the end goal. And we would look at the peak of the mountain, the last stone that that makes that a full mountain as the last task needing to get done that signifies We've done everything. We've put the mountain back together. We've we've reached the results that we were looking for. And that would be, let's just say, the last step in saying we have put an, a coaching offer out into the world is that we've communicated it. Like you would have to communicate your coaching offer for it to be out in the world, right? So that's the the top stone to finish putting the mountain back together. Well, the next row is broken into the last two tasks that occur in order to make that communication of the offer possible. So that these two stones support the very last stone, the capstone, right? So that might be, let's say those two stones would look like put the offer in a graphic format and put the offer in a written format so that then you can communicate it, right? Then what are the next three things that must be done that support those two things being done? And then each stone can actually be broken down into sub-steps or smaller tasks and so forth until all of the stones down the mountain, all of the rows and the projects have specific actionable tasks associated with them all the way to the bottom of the mountain. Then we know where we need to begin and what to do right now in order to ever reach the top of the mountain. Fourth, maybe your brain just needs the thing to be fun or easier in order to get it done. Or maybe your brain just needs a little rest, like so it can be less stressed and go after it. Like, you know, for me, have I been doing so much computer work, so much creative brain work in the past few days that I could easily feel per, like procrastinating about something hard today simply because my brain kind of needs a break. And, I, you know, sometimes you just need a little rest so you can have less stress. And if you are in work mode for a long time, 
some things that aren't as stressful are going to feel stressful when you consider having to do them, even if they would normally be just because your brain's like, I can't, I don't know if I can handle anymore. So how could you do the thing you need to do, but wrap it in a little R&R and R, which I know you, you know R&R, right? But my R&R and R, <laughs> that stands for rest, recreation, and reward. So tell yourself, like, I will do that, but I'm going to do it after a nap. Get some rest. Or you could say, when you get it done, you get to go have ice cream, right? <laughs> that works for me. Or maybe a reward, like maybe that's the reward, or maybe you wrap it in recreation, like, so you go get a pedicure and sit there with your computer on your lap and say, like, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to do this thing on my computer while somebody is, like, scrubbing my heel and massaging my calves. Yes. Thank you. In Jesus' name. So that works for me as well. Maybe you put on good music or you do it while you eat pizza or, heck, go get dressed up and then make whatever this thing happen that needs to happen, happen. Like go do something, make it different. What would work for you to help your mind create less stress around it? And it's really all you need to do is remove the stress so that you don't have to use your coping mechanism of delay to protect yourself so that you get your energy back and you get results that you want. I like to work in different places based like on my mood. And sometimes I get into so much brain work. I need my hands to do something at the same time, and I need something going on around me. So I actually really like working next to the pool with a bowl of tortilla chips or something to snack on. So, and like a bubbly seltzer and a stemmed, um, we call them plasses, like instead of glass because we're by the pool, so it's made out of plastic. So it's Plas and everything with a stem is just fancier, no matter what you put in there, right? So a uh, um, Harris Teeter sells a seltzer. They have pineapple seltzers and watermelon mint seltzers, and they are just the best seltzers in the universe. So I simply put that into my stemmed plas next to the pool, and I get my, my uh, melamine... <laughs> plant-based melamine bowl, and I put tortilla chips in there. <laughs> My people like plant-based, um, environment, healthy, like I have a couple of people in my house that are like, they really love all that stuff. So you tell them that it's like 50% recycled or 50% plant-based and they're like all googly-eyed over, you know, the new plates. <laughs> they're cheap dates. Okay. Actually, they're not cheap dates. Those, those things are not cheap. Okay. Back to the, back to the point. Do something that puts you into like a change of scenery, if that works for you, right? Create a stressless atmosphere for this thing that feels stressful to get done. Okay. Fifth, ask yourself, is your delaying of this thing actually your way of moving it off of the top of your priority list? Is there something in the back of your mind keeping you from doing this because it's really not as important as you first thought it was? And honestly, what's happening is your brain, your mind is going, um, this really isn't that important. I don't want to do it. I don't actually need to do it, but I haven't had the thought process about all of that so that I can intentionally take it off of my to-do list. 
And in this case, maybe you just need to take it off the to-do list and then you won't be procrastinating about it anymore because it's no longer something that needs to get done. Are there other things that actually matter more to you and have real need associated with them, but your brain has just been putting off something because it's not a priority, it's not important? So ask yourself, does this thing matter enough that it belongs on my to-do list? If it's not, then your issue, issue isn't procrastination, it's prioritization, right? So just adjust that. And ask yourself, give yourself permission to take it off your to-do list. I remember hearing about a man, and this is actually really helpful to me at certain times. He was a very successful man, and I don't remember where the story was. It was about somebody who was real. He truly lived, and it was probably in some book. And it was talking about this guy who, at the end of every day, made a list of everything that needed to get done, but he knew how to prioritize them. And then he tore off the list below everything, um, below five. So he would prioritize maybe 15 things, and then he would tear off everything below the number five and throw it in the way, throw it away. So the next morning when he came to his desk, he saw a list of the top five priorities that he had for the day. Well, That is somebody who really knows how to prioritize and prioritize in such a manner that the top priorities are the trees he goes after with an ax, right? The one tree focus. He actually goes out to that, to the backyard and he swings at one tree with an ax, the correct tool, not a bat. And he takes that tree down. Then he moves to the next tree. He takes that tree down. He moves to the next tree. And at the end of the day, he's taken down five trees that actually make a difference. Now, if anything that was on that list from six to 15 were to become new priorities, then they move to the top between one and five. And then the next day, those things get done. But when you think that you have 15 important priorities to get done in one day, you will likely not get half of one done because you don't have the focus required to actually swing an ax consistently at one tree and actually chop it down. So you need to really consider is your, is this thing that you are swirling and cycling about because you are procrastinating doing it, does it actually matter? Or is your procrastination really a prioritization issue because your brain's trying to tell you, like, why is this even taking up my time? It's not even stress. It's meaningless. It's useless. It has, like, no real reward associated with it. So sometimes you just need to think that way. All right, friends, that's a wrap. And I hope that this helps you just shed some of the shame and condemnation that we can speak to ourselves when we procrastinate about something. I hope it gives you revelation that really your brain is just coping with something that feels a little scary, a little new. That's all that it really is. Your body is having a stress response and it's in the context of freezing. But all you have to do is ask yourself, well, what is so stressful about this thing? And then that can unlock, okay, I'm afraid of it. 
you know, we're in tax season right now. And you've procrastinated doing your taxes because you're afraid of what the outcome's going to be. What that number, you're just simply afraid of that number, of having to write a check. But how good does it feel to just get it done and know what you need to know and face the facts, deal with reality? And how really good does it feel to find out you don't owe anything? And how amazing is it to find out you're going to get something back, right? But our brain is like, I hate taxes, I hate taxes. And the world says, hate taxes, hate tax time, hate doing that. Like, that is just cultural. It's like a big old fear thing from like March into April, if not beginning in January and February. But because March and April are the literal, I would say, I don't know if there's research on this, but I would say March and April are the biggest months of the year where procrastination, there's like a spirit of procrastination over America. (laughs) Like there's, I mean, probably happens in December too, but I would say March and April are the biggest months of procrastination in America if there is such a thing. So, I mean, there is such a thing because I just thought of it. So if it wasn't there before, there it is. Right. Now you know. And now you know what it is. It's just a stress response. Taxes are the car that are coming at you and you are a deer. You're a pretty little deer and you deserve life. You deserve to get out of the road. You deserve to tell your brain it is okay to keep running. It is okay to keep crossing the street and get safely into the woods and stay with your people. Stay with your deer people, right? Okay, I'm being weird. All right, so bless you. May this revelation serve you well. (laughs) And if you haven't applied for the Call to Coach Creative Mastermind, please get in there before we start on May 9th. There's still a few spots and I would love to have you in there because we're going to start your business. We're going to set you up and really take your core message and turn it into a coaching business and an offer that you can clearly communicate and actually be coaching people doing what you're called to do. If you're procrastinating, about becoming a coach, about doing the thing that you've never done before, or doing it at this level, or like, that's the whole point of a mastermind is let's do it together. Let's take this thing head on, right? Like a car is more likely to see us all in the street. If there's a pack of deer, if there's like 13 of us, like the ones that run through my backyard, if they're all standing in the street, the headlights are going to see us sooner. (laughs) So let's get together and save ourselves. (laughs) I don't know. I'm literally, I'm so tired. My brain is so tired that I think I'm being so silly because I, I don't know, I'm a little woo-woo, but (laughs) I was really excited about talking about procrastination. So because I want to see it make a difference in your life (laughs) And, and yeah, I probably just need some more coffee and some bubbly seltzer, pineapple seltzer today in my stemmed plas. I hope that you have a stemmed plas in your future. And um, if you don't have a pool, go find one and sit by it with your computer and get some things done. Because you can do this. You do hard things. This is who you are. I'm speaking to your spirit. You do hard things. You are capable and Jesus is with you. Because all things are possible for those who love him and you do. And so I'm with you in it. Bless you. Have a great day. And we'll talk to you next time. I so appreciate you as a listener. 
And if you are looking for a community of like-hearted believers who love all things coaching, be sure to jump into the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group. Do you think you might be called to become a certified Sterling and Stone Life Coach? We'll learn more about the Greenhouse course where you can get trained in just 10 weeks to start building the foundation of your coaching practice. All the links you need are in the show notes. Happy story making.